feel is their appointed duty They keep trying to tell me This is Reggie's Comic Stories, episode number 20, continuing my look at the habit and hobby of collecting things in general, just having collections. Uh, you can find my show every other Wednesday on uh, chrisandreggie.com, and Chris has his show, Chris on Infinite Earths, which is uh, him actually talking about his reminiscences of... Uh, certain comics and what was going on in his life So that's on the alternate Wednesdays So uh, if you wanted to hear that show Then uh, back out of this one And uh, tune in again next week But if you want to hear this uh, look at collecting uh, I think I've got a pretty good show lined up A pretty good interview uh, late, later on And uh, that it all came out of this Discussing with people their habits of collecting And realizing that nearly everybody collects to some Degree, uh, you know, like you, you know, people that have collections of movie stubs, or you know, they don't collect anything, but they have uh, an entire set of some year of baseball cards, just something, something along these lines. Uh, it really does seem to be pervasive. And some of the, this episode was inspired by a conversation I had on Twitter with uh, Dave from the Selling Out podcast. He and his buddy Nate. Put out a podcast, I would say uh, Monthly? Is it bi-weekly? I'm not sure how often it comes out anymore But uh, that's really his reminiscences he, he and his friends' reminiscences Of their wayward youths And sometimes talking about their collections And, and um, the conversation I had with Dave Was that he was a serious comic collector He had a pull list And, uh, you know, everything All his... Guys in their comic sleeves and the boxes and all this and uh, looking for complete runs, and then he stopped. Uh, I'm not really sure why he did, but he did, and that's not unusual for people just to stop that level of it. But I know that he was still collecting Mad Magazine, so I was talking to him about it, and it turns out that he is still. I hope I'm not like revealing a big secret of his or something, but uh, he he uh, does collect. Certain comics, he's, he's gone back to collecting some of them But now, instead of needing to have uh, the most valuable Or to, like, say, I've got one issue of Daredevil I've got to have every issue, you know He's just collecting the things that are meaningful to him uh, You know, which is sort of how I, I collect comics And, you know, of course, he admitted also that it does sort of Harken back to a certain time of his childhood uh, Or his life That, you know, these are the things that sparks that Nostalgic memory But essentially, you know, he doesn't know What he needs or wants Until he's there And it's staring him in the face At the comic shop or whatever, wherever it is That he's looking for stuff He also said that some toys have come back Into his life But uh, he has to stumble on it You know, he's not going online uh, Which is a common thing I hear among collectors uh, He's not going online looking for stuff But if he finds it he 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 wants it, and it's it's. I call it. Uh, I'll know it when I see it. Collecting, and I think this is probably the most common type of collecting. I think a lot of people engage in this kind of collecting, and they don't even think about it because there may not be a checklist of things you have to get or a numbered uh, amount that you know. Oh, I'm missing issue four or whatever. I'm missing number card number seventy eight. Uh, but, you know, when you see it, it's like a suddenly the same void 
I think, that is filled by discovery for any collector. Uh, that's what is felt right there, a void. I, mean, I make it really sound negative, but uh, the same thrill, the same feeling, you know, the pursuit is still valid, even if you don't know precisely uh, what you're going to get when you go, you know, looking for stuff to, you know, uh, collect potentially. So uh, today we're going to talk to an old friend of mine. Uh, her name is Lily McRae, and she has a very unique sense of style, uh, a very defined sense of style. And in order to achieve that, obviously, she has to collect the things that speak to that style. Uh, a lot of it would be mid-century modern, uh, but you know everything that she does and the way her house is decorated evokes that to uh, a big degree. And I wanted to talk, and I know that for her and her husband, who we also talk about uh, going and actively collecting and seeking out different things, you know, uh, housewares, clothing, is something that they do as part of their hobby. So I wanted to talk to her about that kind of collecting. So we're going to cut over to that interview right now and uh, see what she has to say about it. You do. And what I'm talking about this week is really new for the show because it's not about things that are ordered or that, you know, you can check a checklist for and say, you know, I have all 12 issues of this run of Superman or whatever. Yours is more of a stylistic choice for collecting. Uh, and I, I would say a lot, well, it's funny, but what would you call your style for col of what you collect? Um, well, I mean, it's funny because you were talking the other day about, you know, why... Um, people collect things. Yeah. And I think that I'm definitely a guilty party in that I collect out of a sense of nostalgia. Uh -huh. um, so it's kind of a constellation. Like I wouldn't just say, um, you know, like we have a lot of mid-century furniture from the seventies. I was born in the seventies. Um, and so that, you know, there's that, like the mid-century furniture. And I, and I tend to like patterns from that time period as well. Uh -huh. um, but then also I really like uh, miniatures, which I think is affiliated with my, um, just that I had this fantastic dollhouse when I was young. Um, oh, okay. And so I think, like, if I were... If I were to say where my, like, collector's heart started, it would probably be with that dollhouse because I had this beautiful dollhouse and I met, my dad made me. It was a replica of our house. Uh -huh. So he used, like, scraps of our wallpaper and uh, scraps of, like, the tile um, that was used in a bathroom. So it was super realistic. Uh, um, but it was, but I didn't really have anything in it that was that great, you know, like I'm very random, like I had a couple, I had some people, um, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with dollhouse people, but they're not very inspired. They no. kind of look like just Jack and, <laughs> you know, like, the, yeah. they're, they, like they're usually <laughs> just standing, you know, you can't really, don't get a lot of action out of them, you know, they're, <laughs> they're very, they're very white, you know, right. like, and kind of creepy looking. Um, and don't look like anybody you really know. Uh -huh. Um, and then I, I had like this mouse too, uh, that sort of just landed, then just like sort of random things landed in there. But 
I didn't really have anything all that great, some furniture, nothing all that great. And then I went to a dollhouse store and we, it was just incredible. Like they had these cakes with all these uh -huh. details and, you know, um, Coca-Cola bottles yeah. that look like old-fashioned Coca-Cola bottles. Little, little canned goods, little appliances and things like that. Yeah, and so I got some of those things, and there was just something, it just, like, brought the thing to life, and I just felt like a god in the world with, you know, <laughs> this this dollhouse that I could, like, reign dominion over. Um and when you're a little kid and the world is so crazy and hard to take in, I just really liked that space. Sure. Um, so I think that, I don't know, whenever I'm collecting anything now, it still tickles that spot for me. Like it's something that is just special and brings to life everything else around it. That feeling you that know? you had when you saw what that doll store dollhouse store yeah, yeah 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 like it was like wow like this is the real deal like this is the thing that makes yeah. everything now, work now i'm a serious dollhouse owner i'm no longer just an amateur you know just uh <laughs> playing playing little league right well that's interesting I, you know i remember right. i do remember you i never i never saw this dollhouse i assume it was before uh my time of knowing you but i do remember you telling me about it but i didn't realize this is from whence your uh you know, love of miniatures stemmed. Although I do, I do know that you love miniatures. I would also say that one of your styles, although not as uh, weird as some, but it's definitely you. You have a love of eclectic things, wouldn't you say? Odd uh, appliances or lamps, we'll say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, which I yeah. guess they usually fall in that '70s style, but they're, they're, you guys have some pretty wild stuff out there. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, I might have picked that up more from college too. Like I remember Jill. Uh, I think the beginning of those sort of oddity things uh -huh. that is um, Jill, a, a friend of both of ours, um, ended up with this ottoman that was like a fake plant inside of like this blow up ottoman. Wow. Um, and it, yeah, that was pretty special. <laughs> and I feel like there was this, that's really the era in which I started to go to secondhand shops. And yeah, I think that there's sort of a constellation like of different things that I collect, yeah. you know, and they're, they're sort of themed um, by style or by, you know, and one of them would be just like eclectic, strange things that sort of defy, you know, like, why did that person make that? I mean, we have, you know, like a deer, you know, a backlit deer painting, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, and it was like, why did someone think that was a good idea? But, um, you know, and then, and, um, sort of things like that. And we, and I, that's when Pretty soon after that, we started going to Todd Farm, which is a place north of here right. um, in Rowley. And it's a really beautiful mixture of antiques where guys are, you know, selling, like, I remember last time we were there, some guy was selling a dog tag machine from, like, World War One. Oh, wow. You know, just, like, the very much the real deal, but, you know, strange antiques and then junk and then people who think that, 
what they have is antiques, but it's junk or people who think who people who have junk, but uh, I mean have antiques, but they think it's junk. Right. And you can get it for a good. But you can get really beat money. up stuff. And just so people know, Todd Farm is like this uh, one of these big outdoor antique farms, and it's tremendous. It's you know you really could spend a, a full day going through everything in, at Todd Farm. Uh, but what's good about it is, we, I think we were talking about this, there's another one here in New England at Brimfield, uh, which is more of the high-class stuff, and Todd Farm will have the beat-up versions of things, you know, or so, some things that, you know, they're not too high-priced, you can still walk away with a deal, so uh, I know you do a lot of your work there. Where else do you go to uh, buy your wares? We also go... Um... Jerry's Army Navy, um, which is actually, it's a witch city consignment. Uh, uh-huh. We go there. That's in uh, Salem. He gets a lot of his stuff from estate sales. Uh, we've got furniture pieces there. Is that the um, place on Washington? Is that what you're talking about? Or? Yeah, on Washington. Oh, okay. yeah. Um, so we've gotten a lot of pieces over the years from there. We've gotten lamps, you know, with multi-different limbs that are sort of, you know, look like they'd be in a madman set that I've uh-huh. actually had to take and get rewired to work. Um, and they, they have pretty good stuff. I mean, they used to have, feel like they had a little bit better turnover. Um, what's exciting now too is on Pulaski street, there's a mill over there that has been converted into a series of shops. Oh really? Um, yeah. And they have quite a few antique shops over there. In fact, just today I went there and got my husband, a like an antique globe that lights up from within well, very, <laughs> for his birthday. Very necessary. <laughs> That's very nice. He's uh, been looking for one for quite some time. So, and he was, he balked at the price. So, but for, for his birthday, you can splurge, you know, that's, that's very yeah. nice. The, you know, the thing is, even though there's so many different things that you collect and so many, you know, different styles, I think because you have a strong design sense, they still all work together. Uh, and from what I know, your display, the place that you display your collection is around your home. Right? That, yes. That's the said There's no, like, coming to my hobby room or anything like this where you are uh, holding a secret cachet. Uh, it's I pretty- mean, we do have the sort of, like, uh, curio cabinets. Um, there's two cabinets with have lighting in them uh-huh. in our living room in that cabinet. Right, right. Yeah. Um, the perfect place so to display this kind of stuff, yeah. Right. So that would be like the, you know, the altar. Um, and and a lot of my husband's stuff in, is in there. He's He loves busts. Um, he got one bust of Fidel Castro in Cuba, um, right. which was really special little find for him. So he's got like Kennedy and Fidel in there. <laughs> there you go. Um, and just little tin toy type things um, that are also, I don't know, he's a lot of things that were sort of mass produced, but um, have become, you know, like, there's not that many of them left. So right. they've sort of become singular <laughs> now, you know, um, in a, in a new way because they're mass produced, but they've sort of like 
blown to the corners of the earth. Like what, um, like what do you mean, for example? Well, like the, you know, like the tin toy that he got a tin toy. Um, it's like a guy on a tractor that we got in Portugal, okay. you know, um, there may be some other uh, others of those, but like, I guess in America and Salem, like you will not find another tin toy, oh, you know, it's, it's circa 1920s sure, tin sure. toy. Yeah, that's, you know, that's, that's a real antique. That's not like a kicky fun antique. That's like a serious collector would, would you know, would, uh, although I don't even, you know, what I'm saying kind of belies, uh, I think feelings about collecting that somehow older things that are more expensive are more valid whereas more recent things you know we tend to invalidate as being spurious you know but I don't, I don't, I don't think that's necessarily fair but uh, I think your husband uh, maybe I should have him on also if he wants to talk about it. He, he collects differently than you do doesn't he uh, he sort of likes to more I don't know historical things maybe yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we have some crossover, uh-huh. like the the miniature. Well, I mean, the furniture and the artwork. We definitely have just this mid century, mid century sensibility. Right. Um. You know, so he really loves these like Kurdish there wall hangings that, again, mass produced, but um, you know, kind of collector item at this time. P- time period and they you can get them on ebay they're not like super super expensive or anything but and then you know all our furniture i found a place um sputnik furniture it's the guy who imports uh danish furniture it's crazy it's like uh up in um rowley and he he actually has like a math he he runs some kind of business that does like uh, materials for math curriculums, huh. but then he has this side hustle where he gets all of this beautiful mid-century pieces. So we're both really into that. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, I think like sports and politics definitely touch his collections a lot more than mine. Yeah. Like, whereas I'm much more interested in, in like little animals that are in outfits or like tiny miniature chairs that are also, you know are, you know, mid-century, but just very little, <laughs> you know, right. or, uh, um, and I'm, I probably drawn more to patterns, you know, things, um, that have the, the color schematic of the seventies or, you know, um, sort of that look, whereas that sort of green and brown colors yeah, that seem to come mm-hmm. up yellow, mustard yellow and things like that. Yeah, yeah, and very sort of like wood blocky looking, yeah. you know, very like uh, illustrator or, you know, simple kind of and I, I just simple tell, line. I got to tell our listening, uh, the listeners here that it does, it's not just furniture or like accoutrements, but it's also uh, jewelry and all kinds of things that you have that sort of evoke this very definitive, distinct style. Uh, like it's all, it's, Everywhere, but like I say, you know, you're you're essentially displaying it at all times, you know, mostly within your house, you know what I mean. But it's not like something uh, you come to the Lily Museum 
and uh, pay a nickel or whatever and go through to look at your collection, which is actually how, like, so many other people that I've already talked about on the show, they have things like toy rooms or they have their comic room or something like that. Uh, they need a whole separate place where it's it's just kind of part of your lifestyle, uh, your collection, and you just, Definitely. You just support Absolutely. that. Uh, how, how often would you say you go to antique stores or to Todd Farm or something to uh, collect things? Um, I mean, so it's sort of, I mean, I guess maybe once a month. You know, the, living in New England, there are, I mean, I haven't listed, like, there's, we kind of have, like, a store in every town, uh-huh. you know, or two stores in every town. So, and we're big day trippers, so... I mean, part of it is just, it's just a pastime, you know, it's like, so we'll go to Manchester by the sea, but then we'll pop in to, you know, a secondhand store there. And I always have sort of a mental list in the back of my mind of like, oh, I really you know, need a footstool or I might, you know, want to get, you know, repurpose like a little dollhouse bureau to put, you know, my, you know, different bobbles in. Right. So I get, I, so it's kind of like, it's not like we don't, I mean, every so often we'll go to Todd farm. Right. And that'll be, we've actually explicitly gone to Todd farm, you know, right. But then, um, a lot of times it'll just be woven into the fabric or it's, you know, when we're on vacation, we'll definitely speak those, like there's a, you know, the place from Portugal or, I mean, it's really interesting to see what is antique, you know, what is considered antiques or worth kind of collecting or having in the town that you're visiting, you know, it's like, what, what is the, the things that have, you know, come up to the surface in this particular place and what does it say about the place and like in Portugal I think I came home with I have a big stationary thing too Uh Um, and I came home with like a 1950s like test booklet um, that looks like those those kind of test booklets that like you write a little essay in and it just has the lines and it's like, it's just an illustration of a little kid on the front and, and, um, that's it. Just a little, uh, yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. I remember such things. But the Portuguese one was like beige with orange tints to the illustration of the kid. And, you know, Right. Unlike American ones, I think they they kind of ran like more blue. I seem to recall them being um, blue, actually. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking about in my in my mind was baby blue or something like that. Uh, mm-hmm, you also, mm-hmm. when you went there, you got tile. I remember, didn't you? You got a we did, we did, and, and that uh, was the hunt too. And, and we that's went like to unique to Portugal, the... really. That's not you're not like tile collectors, but it was part of you know remembering that you were there and. When when in Rome, you know, do as the Romans do. When in Portugal, get tiles. although the tiles we got were like 1970s tiles, like oh, yeah. you know, they they have tiles from all different you know epics because the build all the buildings have tile on there. Sure. Um, but there's ones that are more like blue and flowered and probably earlier. Um, but the ones we came back with were. Um, you know, had browns in them, greens in them, and were 
1970s for sure. And we got them at the thieves market. I mean, they were, uh, which it was essentially like the Todd farm of Portugal. Um, <laughs> you know, and it was funny cause we were looking for them and they, they charge big money for like replicas or, you know, some of them near the tourist spots, but uh-huh. it didn't feel right. And then we got, we finally got them at like the Todd's market of, nice. <laughs> of Lisbon, which is pretty, pretty swell. Um, I mean, a lot, a lot of your collecting is just like anyone else's. It's about the thrill of a hunt, the story behind the item. Uh, you know, you're collecting to commemorate things like trips that you've been on. And it sounds like also local trips sometimes. You're commemorating those. Uh, but it's just unusual to me. I, I'm going to call this style of collecting. I'm not sure if there's an actual name for it, but it's uh, you know it when you see it collecting totally. because there's no like like you say you go in you're thinking i need an ottoman i need a lamp or whatever you know but you're not thinking you you have no idea what those things necessarily or you might have an idea of what they look like but when you see the right thing uh that's when you'll that's when you'll get it or want to get it at least well whether you get it or not is and, another and sean aspect. and i almost always sean and i almost yeah. always agree yeah. like it is that like you've seen it and you go show it to your partner and they're like oh yes like, you know, that's, I see what you're seeing there. And probably anybody from outside of our, you know, little realm would be like, what? Well, I, I think you guys feed, you feed each other. Uh, that's something I talked about in the last episode where I talked to a guy who got into comics with his brother. Uh, you know, and the two people collecting when you collect together, it sort of like spurs you on and legitimizes it. Uh, and you know, it makes you feel like, and you know, like I think exactly like you said, it's a pastime. It's it's your hobby. Uh, you decided at one point you're going to devote your time and concentration to it, and uh, it pays off in tchotchke dividends. You know. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's we we just recently went to um, the Pulaski Street antique spot, and Sean came over to me and he's like, "Oh, I have something to show you," and I said, "Oh, is it?" Is it a side table that's, you know, yay high and looks like it sort of has stained glass on it with, you know, different... He's like, yes. <laughs> like, out of the entire, <laughs> you know, the entire place, like, you know, and we both looked, at, went to look at it and we decided it was, like, not... It was a mess because of this or that, but it's just funny that, you know, I knew exactly... You know, that, our little com- our little algorithm just like that completely. is too cute. Uh, so I, I just have I just have one more question for you, but I think it may be the hardest one considering how uh, varied and eclectic your collection is. What do you What would you say is your one favorite piece in an everything that you own? Hmm. Ah, <laughs> it is tough. <laughs> Yeah, that's really that's really hard. Um, I think okay, it's it's two, but they come they end up being one, and I would say it's just my favorite piece of the moment. Okay, but I got I got this little metal, um, you know, mod chair it's like a tiny chair okay and we ended up with a tiny little spoon um 
And so on the windowsill near my sink is this tiny metal chair, and seated in the tiny metal chair is this little spoon. Oh. And the two of them together just make just make me laugh. Just make you very my, happy. Eating the spoon. They just make me very happy. Yeah, the spoon's way too big for the chair. The chair is very little. It's mid-century. I don't know. <laughs> the you whole think, thing just you think really this, pleases me. <laughs> the spoon is waiting for the fork to run away with it. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's just it just tickles my fancy. And I got that chair for five dollars, which Look at that. I was stunned because so, actually, believe it or not, like and you know, mid-century type dollhouse stuff can actually run pretty expensive. Oh yeah, I know. Some of that they even have replicas of a lot of the furniture that are like way expensive. I don't know what that's about, but. Uh... Yeah, and I would never buy something like that online for big money. Like, that's not my style at all. Like, the fact right. that I got this, you know, for $5. You, you don't do online either. You know? That's one thing I want to get to. You don't you don't mess with online sales, really, or? No, Sean, Sean does eBay, but I don't. No, okay. it's really just, like, the challenge in front of me. Like, is there something here or not? Yeah, and exactly like you said. And like thing. I said, I often go ahead. I I often will go in looking for something, but I often emerge with totally something else. It's the see it when you you know you see exactly. it when you You'll see it kind of moment. It. I mean, of course, if you jumped mm-hmm. on something like Etsy, you would increase your pool of stuff to look at quite a bit. But uh, I would recommend you don't do that. Stick it away with stick with I what you're doing. It's working yeah. fine. There's no reason to include more uh, options to spend money and, and get more tchotchkes. Uh That would be my yeah. my recommend for this uh, episode of uh, Reggie's comic stories. But uh, I thank you for your time, Lily, and I think we had a very productive yeah. conversation. I really enjoyed. Uh, hearing, I didn't, you know, this stuff, even though we have known each other for quite a while, I didn't know a lot of the stuff that you uh, told me, so I think it's fascinating that you. it is still a lot mired in uh, reminiscence, but I think you've also created something out of your sense of design and sense of humor that uh, is, very, <laughs> is very unique to the McRae household, so uh, unfortunately, folks, you can't really go by and check it out, but... <laughs> Take my word for it. It's very, it's very fun, and doubtlessly, a lot of you know people in your lives that uh, also decorate their houses in uh, certain specific ways. So uh, that's, I think that's it for us here, Lily. I uh, thank you for your time, and I will talk to you later. Okay. All right, that was uh, really cool talking to my friend Lily. Uh, I've known her a long time, as I said before, and. Uh, one of the reasons I picked her, besides uh, her insight and her, uh, you know, style of collecting and, you know, that she collects such a variety of things, is that, uh, you know, her mother is or was the same way, uh, kind of a collector of small bottles and things of a certain uh, vein. We don't need to go into all that, though. I think that everyone knows, you know, somebody that do- does that, you know, somebody that loves ceramic frogs or... You know, they don't collect, but, you know, they just have a bunch of patterned scarves or whatever. So uh, I think that's really common. I'd love to hear you guys' stories. I'm getting some amazing feedback from this and hearing some of the coolest 
uh, collecting stories of different things, a lot of offers to discuss, which I definitely want to do. I don't know if every discussion is going to merit an episode, but uh, if you just want to hop on Skype, you know, hit me up on Twitter DM or an email. And, uh, you know, Twitter DM is probably the most direct way these days. Emails, uh, I, I haven't been checking as much as I used to, but the Twitter... I do check on a daily basis, so if you want to talk about it, I'd love to hear from you, and uh, especially if you have uh, a variety to your collection. I, you know, I'm sort of, I have some potential interviews lined up with people that are really uh, collect somewhat bizarre things. So, uh, if you have stories like that, you know, who else I want to talk to? Also, anyone that has uh, worked in building management or junk clearance or something, or somebody that has dealt firsthand with a hoarder's uh, hoard, you know, at their their home for whatever reason. Uh, I would love to talk to somebody about that and uh, maybe, you know, get that would get down an, uh, an episode about it because, I, you know, I do want to look at that end of the spectrum, although I'm going to tell you, uh, with in consideration of the kind of collecting we've talked about in this episode today, I'm starting to think maybe it isn't a spectrum between you know, minimalism and hoarding. It's maybe collecting. There's just more to it. You know, I've got to do, you know, think more about it. And again, I'd, lo I'd love to discuss with you guys, Reggie, Reggie at Gmail, Reggie, Reggie on Twitter. Uh, if you have any insight into any of this weird habit that we so many of us have, uh, I would absolutely love to hear it. Uh, and until next time, folks, don't get ripped off. Said, say it, say it again. Each is own. You do what you want.